Coming up on today's federal newscast, Customs and Border Protection creates an entirely new position to handle the processing of individuals apprehended at the border. An update on how Veterans Affairs is doing in implementing the VA Mission Act. And federal workers may have to forego that first-class ticket when flying on the taxpayer's dime. These stories and more in today's federal newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. Customs and Border Protection is creating a new position to help ease the administrative burden on Border Patrol agents. The Border Patrol Processing Coordinator will handle intake and processing of people apprehended at the border. The position is also responsible for transporting and monitoring detainees who require hospital treatment. Due to an influx of migrants at the border, CBP says 40% of the Border Patrol agents on the southwest border are currently conducting processing transportation, care and hospital watch, feeding, and cleaning duties instead of their frontline law enforcement responsibilities. CBP plans to start the hiring process for the position by fiscal 2020. A report of an individual getting deep into President Trump's Mar-a-Lago resort highlights continuing problems for the Secret Service. More now from Federal News Network's Tom Temin. The Palm Beach Post reports the incident occurred last fall. A college student walked into the resort to see how far he could get. The Government Accountability Office now finds the Secret Service has yet to meet security agent training goals suggested by a special review panel. That panel was convened five years ago after a White House fence-jumping incident. I'm Tom Temin. Air Force General Arnold Bunch is confirmed to take over Air Force Material Command. Bunch succeeds General Ellen Palakowski, who retired last year. The command has been led by Acting Commander Lieutenant General Robert McMurray since then. Bunch currently serves as the military deputy for the Office of the Assistant Secretary of the Air Force for Acquisition. Air Force Major General Mary O'Brien is nominated as the Air Force Deputy Chief of Staff for Intelligence, Surveillance, Reconnaissance, and Cyber Effects Operations. O'Brien will be the first person to hold the new position. It was created after the Air Force reorganized some of its leadership around intelligence and cyber. O'Brien currently leads the 25th Air Force. Agencies and organizations can now find a series of cybersecurity guides and other resources created by the Defense Information Systems Agency at a new location. Cyber.mil is the new home of several tools for users to protect DoD systems and software. Previously, they were shared on the Information Assurance Support Environment Portal, which the agency is no longer updating. The Pentagon's largest union says an upcoming IT restructuring violates employees' labor rights. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has more. In a complaint to the Federal Labor Relations Authority, the American Federation of Government Employees says DOD failed to negotiate before moving ahead with the Fourth Estate Network Optimization Initiative. That plan calls for the Defense Information Systems Agency to absorb more than 1,000 employees from other defense agencies starting on October 1st. AFGE says many of those workers could lose collective bargaining protections. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. Senior officials at the Veterans Affairs Department estimate 40% of the VA population is eligible to see a private sector provider under upcoming Mission Act criteria. New eligibility criteria will kick in next week on June 6th. VA says its new community care program under the Mission Act will be ready by the deadline. VA officials say changes should be practically invisible to veterans. Most of the Mission Act changes are back-end updates to VA IT systems. 
Implementing the Mission Act's requirements for the VA Caregivers Program is a different story. The law requires VA to expand the Caregivers Program to veterans of all eras after the department had implemented a new IT system. It was supposed to be in place by October 2018 and certified by Congress by 2019, but VA missed the first deadline and it's going to miss the second one. The department says it doesn't have an exact deadline for implementation because it's developing a new IT system in phases. This is VA's fourth attempt to build an IT system that can support the caregivers program. Bipartisan legislation looks to help the Veterans Affairs Department build up infrastructure it does not own. Congressman Joe Cunningham and Gus Bilarakis introduced the VA Community Infrastructure Act. It would allow VA to provide funding to state and local governments for infrastructure projects which support VA medical facilities. The reps say many VA facilities are increasingly threatened by recurrent flooding as a result of sea level rise, and they require additional flood mitigation infrastructure. The problem is, VA is currently not allowed to help with projects not on the agency's property. A bipartisan group of senators wants all executive branch employees to start flying coach. Senators Jeff Merkley and John Kennedy introduced the Fly Smart Act. It would ban all federal employees, cabinet secretaries, and other public servants from using taxpayer dollars to fly first or business class for work unless there are no other options. Agencies would have to approve any exceptions by a waiver. The bill comes after the EPA inspector general recommended the agency recover over $100,000 in excessive travel expenses from former Administrator Scott Pruitt. Agencies are one step closer to purchasing artificial intelligence as a service. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has details. Virginia-based consulting group LMI has been awarded a first-of-its-kind intelligent automation and artificial intelligence solutions contract. It's a multiple award indefinite delivery indefinite quantity contract. It will be run by the Department of Health and Human Services Program Support Center. The vehicle is available to agencies government-wide with a ceiling of $49 million over the next five years. Through the contract vehicle, agencies will have access to AI tools and support services. I'm Jory Heckman. Texas, Arizona, and New Mexico will be the first states to see self-driving mail trucks. The Postal Service is in its second week of a two-week pilot with the company Too Simple. Reuters reports the trucks will travel through the three states with a driver still behind the wheel. The pilot consists of five round trips totaling more than 2,000 miles. And the General Services Administration taps Julie Dunn to serve as Senior Advisor to Administrator Emily Murphy. Dunn previously worked as the Staff Director for the House Oversight and Reform Committee Subcommittee on Government Operations. She's also held positions as Associate General Counsel at the Department of Homeland Security and at the Commerce Department's Bureau of Industry and Security. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com, search Federal Newscast, subscribe to the Federal Newscast on iTunes or Podcast One, and follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. Thank you.